What is up, podcast people, podcast universe, Ramez Radio, episode nine. We are back again, giving you more of this amazing audio focused content. But before we even get any further into the show, let me allow my wonderful co-host to introduce himself. Go ahead, talk to the people. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Undead Enigma 9, back again for another awesome episode of Rama's Radio. And shout out to you for uh, remembering that it was episode 9 when we hadn't updated the actual uh, show notes yet. Yeah, I've been... Good on you for that one. I, I caught that. I've been trying to, like, you know, keep up the keep the numbers going you know but i feel like eventually we are gonna lose track a little bit but another good episode today we got some cool stuff to talk about um anything to say before we get into the actual show notes uh i just like to give a thank you to uh all the people who are constantly listening and i feel like in the lost episode that we uh had to scrap because of recordings is where we uh specifically shouted out yees and uh i don't think he got his shout out i could be wrong about that already yeah you're right i think that was in the in the episode that we uh did not put out but if if i didn't if i didn't say it in the episode that we did put out yeah shout out to yees big supporter definitely holding it down uh dropping gifts and all types of crazy stuff so shout out to him uh yeah shout out to all the other supporters as well but yeah we genuinely appreciate everybody who tunes in regularly and listens to the show of course of course um i don't think i have anything else to say before we start the show so let's just get into this first topic so First topic, first thing we have to talk about, Bethesda and their iconic game. I feel like this game is kind of part of pop culture now because I've seen it be memed to death a little bit, but Skyrim is getting another remaster. Oh shit, here we go again. (laughs) So, we pretty much... Bethesda has said that they will be remastering Elder Scrolls V Skyrim for the Xbox Series S and X and the PlayStation 5. This game has been remastered. See, off off uh, air, we, me and Enigma, we kind of have, well, I think it's three times. Enigma, how many, how many times do you think it is? My guy said, I think it's three times. I, I think it's it, been. All right. You know what? Sure. It's been remastered three times and it's been released 5,000 times. Let's just settle on that. Hey, hey, bro. See, that's the thing. That's that's how this. That's how bad it is with this game. Like, I, I we don't even like know the like exact amount. Well, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't keep track of this shit, but <laughs> like, I don't know the exact amount of times this game has been remastered, but Notable times it has been remastered Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and now the Xbox Series and the PlayStation 5. So, how do, how do you feel about this game getting remastered again? Uh, Alright. Like I said earlier, this game's been released a billion times. 
Uh, regardless of if you want to consider them remasters or not, just the re-releases have been way too much. And they're doing the same thing that uh, Rockstar's been doing with Grand Theft Auto V and just milking this IP into oblivion. Uh, which I guess is a little bit of an on-the-nose <laughs> joke considering that Elder Scrolls 4 is called Oblivion. But oh, man. they just need to come out with Elder Scrolls 6. They also have, like, you know what blows my mind even more? Just like with uh, um, GTA Online for Rockstar, they have Elder Scrolls Online. And, like, it's not popping like Final Fantasy or World of Warcraft, but it's still there. Like, they're still making a decent amount of money every month just off of subscriptions off of that. Like, you guys have money. Just invest it into the next like installment in the franchise that people actually want yeah like, and then we know that it's gonna come out and it's gonna come out scuffed and unfinished and <laughs> i'm gonna be pressed that's a crazy thing it's a bethesda game like people don't i feel like some people don't realize or maybe don't remember a lot of bethesda games they release broken unfinished half-baked like they continually have to patch it to get it to work so i mean <sighs> Skyrim, not Skyrim, Elder Scrolls 6, uh, I kind of feel like it's kind of in the same boat as GTA 6, we don't know when they'll be coming, because you, you brought up a really good point, they have the online counterparts to both of those games, but they're pretty much making money from doing nothing, right, because Elder Scrolls online if i'm not mistaken is just reusing uh, pretty much all the assets and textures and everything from skyrim right i i am not gonna speak on something that i don't know i don't play that game well well i mean from what i've seen the little bits and pieces of people playing it it doesn't look like they're really adding anything crazy new and gta they definitely haven't added anything crazy new it's just like they'll add like little cars here or like a mission here and a mission there it's like they'll give you another reason to spend a whole bunch of cash to buy more shark cards yeah like the the work that they put in does not warrant well i'm not gonna say that because if people want to spend money on the game they can spend money on the game but like at the same time they're they're putting in such little effort and they're making so much money that it's like at this point there's like literally no excuse to not have a new game out so it's 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 kind of weird and another thing that it really made me think about is the lack of originality in gaming like i feel like I feel like a lot of games, there's nothing wrong with borrowing or leaning on things that have worked before, but I mean, Rockstar, there's a meme, there's a meme, I just shared it with Enigma before we actually got on air, but oh, (laughs) (laughs) you, you can see within seven years, from 2001 to 2008, Rockstar made four GTAs. And pretty much all of them are classics. Some people will say GTA 4 is not a classic, but to me it is. GTA 4 is definitely a classic. And then on the other side, you have in eight years, from 2013 to 2021, Rockstar has only released one GTA game. One GTA game. So like four to five times. Yeah, four or five times. So I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's getting out of hand. 
um, not to just pick on, you know, Rockstar or Bethesda, but I mean, this even reaches out to, this is kind of a stretch, but it kind of isn't at the same time. You have companies like, uh, take two with 2k you know the nba 2k series like they're not really reinventing the wheel not really reinventing the wheel but they're not making any real substantial changes to their game that really make the gameplay better or and make you like more incentivized to want to pick up the next version exactly I get what you mean yeah and they, and they charge full price every single year that's why i said i'm not buying another 2k again nah it's it, I don't it's know. an expansion pass that they charge you full price for every year like you said yeah i i just i i don't know gaming is it's in a weird spot right now but what, what do you think about my uh the the my take almost on like the originality in gaming right now I mean, I, for the most part, yeah, I agree with you. I think that uh, gaming has been in a really like stagnant place, and uh, developers are kind of getting lazy. They're more focused on trying to get their bag, however possible, uh, rather than you know crafting the best experience that they can possibly have. And like having investors has also made that into a thing, right? Like gaming has become far more of a business than it ever was mm-hmm. uh, as an industry become a far more business oriented and a lot less hobby based um and i think that that just results in a lot of people who want to put food on the tables food on their tables for their families um feeling that they kind of have to move like this you know like mm-hmm. they, at the end of the day uh it's fine to have a passion for something but not if you can't pay the bills so i mean that is true that's definitely true i'm not and that's that's the thing i'm not um i'm not it's bad. like the lowest hanging fruit you exactly know? Like, yeah they're 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 taking the safe way out it's like let me do the bare minimum and i'll make my money yeah i mean that minimum the, effort maximum profit exactly like that's the thing like i'm not mad that you know these developers and the artists and everyone that's involved in making the game they're doing it at the end of the day to make money there's nothing wrong with making money but like when you when you have something be stagnant for so long people are going to reach a point where they're going to be like i don't know if i'm going to buy this anymore and that's going to hurt your pockets in the long run so you know if something's working if it's broke you know don't fix it but like at a certain point you have to do something different because people are just going to stop paying attention so that's that's really what i have to say about skyrim and just like the lack of originality in gaming as a whole are there any are there any like games or studios that you feel like are doing anything new or different or fresh uh, wow, that's actually a really good question. I didn't come prepared for that. Mm. Um, new or different? Not really. Everybody's just kind of trying to read. Like, no one's trying to reinvent the wheel. Everybody's just kind of doing the same thing. There's like, hmm, there's individual IPs that interest me, right? Like, mm. uh, I like the changes that they made to the new Tales of game that's coming uh, in September, Tales of Arise, mm-hmm. which, uh, Anybody who uh, may have missed out on me playing the demo over on my Twitch stream over at twitch.tv slash undeadenigma9 can come check it out in September when the game comes out. I'll be playing the main game. True. Anyways, 
I say all that to say that uh, they they did a lot of they made a lot of changes to a game that has a like twenty plus year history of franchising, mm-hmm. but those games tend to have like core mechanic and battle changes between the versions anyways so i don't know if i can look at that and be like wow they're so innovative per se but um it's it's very few and far between is what i think i'm trying to get at when it comes to actual substantial changes to established franchises or ips in mm-hmm. gaming you you know one game they try to get safe money sorry go yeah ahead. no yeah it's true but you know one game that this game came out a while not too too long ago but it was a little while ago one game that really had me I still think about this game to this day because I just saw someone play through it. Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, like, that game, it really, in terms of story, it's something very different. It's very different. Like, that game, I don't know, okay, I don't know if I Yeah, but isn't that an indie game? Yeah, ask me about studios. Oh no, yeah, it's a, um, no. I'm just talking about like games or like studios in general. Yeah, I was just I was just talking about like games or studios in general. But um, I don't really play indie games, so I don't really have any indie game uh, like uh, examples of that. Oh no, 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 I'm just I'm just talking about. I don't I don't mean just like indie games. I'm just that was one game that came to mind. But um, yeah, that that game it really just I feel like that game really flips your expectations on its head you know and like stuff like that's that's what i'm talking about like stuff like that is like i feel like that's what we're kind of missing in gaming because it's like good example the call of duty vanguard uh trailer dropped and as soon as i saw it was in world war ii i just turned the trailer off that's what the next card is called vanguard yeah vanguard see you didn't even know did you yeah no (laughs) hell no get that up out of here (laughs) Yeah, I see. I didn't. I didn't even feel like talking about it because, like, it's it's a Call of Duty World War Two. Like, you're gonna get, go you're, again. You're, get that you're, shit up exactly. Like, you're gonna get the what the car can. You're gonna get the grand. You're gonna get all that shit. Like, it's nothing new. It's just gonna be like, I don't know. That's kind of the place that gaming is in. I feel like we're just missing that. You know, those moments where we're like, wow. Like, remember when? Remember when? Uh, like Metal Gear Solid Four dropped. Like, like I feel like I feel like we're missing shit like that, you know? Uh, yeah, I get what you mean. I, mm, I don't know, man. I, I like that like, MGS4. I don't know, and and that's that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't even like a big PlayStation head at that time. Yeah, I not. feel like that was a very bold statement because MGS4 is a very love it or hate it type mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. But we're missing that. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're really missing like that shit where it's like, I don't know, like really just. It doesn't not necessarily out the box. Like everything doesn't have to be like this crazy out the box outer body experience, but like just something different, like something fresh. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Yeah. I can agree with that perspective. It. And I feel like yeah, we're just kind of circling around on the same point of gaming feels pretty stale right now. But I think that it also uh, in, is is somewhat encouraging you to uh, broaden her, your horizons and try other things that. Uh, maybe you were on your radar but you never really got around to because like whenever i need to break up the monotony of games that i've already been playing i play something like a persona or something like a you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. just something with a slightly different experience so i've had to like broaden out my horizons when it comes to the games that i play 
That's true. It's true. Plus, game gaming just feel kind of dry now. So I don't know. Weird time to be a gamer. Definitely, it's a it's a weird time to be a gamer for sure. But um, anything else to say about originality in gaming, the Skyrim remasters? Anything? No, I think we've I think we've held on this topic long enough. Mm, all right. So, moving on. <laughs> this story is crazy. Ah, uh, you want me to get into this? <laughs> yeah, one? you you talk about this one. This story is crazy. <laughs> this is hilarious. All right, perfect. So, huh, you never would think that being good at video games could get you in trouble. <laughs> Neither did this top-ranked League of Legends player who got arrested in a Chinese internet cafe. So let me tell you guys about this one, because I couldn't believe it when I read the headlines. You know what the crazy thing is? You have the Google app on your phone. Mm. So if you open the Google app, not Chrome, but specifically just the Google app, sometimes on the homepage, you'll see little news stories, and this is where I saw this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, Google's really looking out for the podcast. They know what's up. They know what the Ramas Radio listeners need. So, uh, what's the name of this player? Because uh, everything's in Chinese. Bruh, honestly, his name is... Andy Chalk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. No, no, that's, that's not his that's, name. Yeah, that's the author. That's yeah. the author. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyways, yeah. so this challenger player in the city of Chongqing, I'm assuming is how you pronounce it, um, entered an internet cafe and just like any other day... Uh, he sat down to play League of Legends. But, uh, I guess people started crowding around him and, like, saying his, uh, his, um, like, in-game name. And, uh, one of the players, like, uh, all the people that were there got really excited because it's not every day that you get to see someone this good at the game playing firsthand. And China is one of the best regions at the game. Um, so one of the players that was actually attending the internet cafe... Uh, he likes League of Legends and was also an off-duty police officer who's pretty good at remembering faces. <laughs> so when he walked up to get a look at this challenger player, he thought that he looked kind of familiar. Uh, and he took a took a little picture of him and went back to work. Uh, and he compared it, and it turns out that this guy was a wanted criminal. <laughs> that was crazy to me. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what he did, but, um... Yeah, it doesn't say in the article. The article doesn't tell us, yeah. No. It just tells us that he was wanted for something. Like, there was a warrant out for his re- arrest. And, uh... Yeah, he took a photo, called in backup, and boom, they arrested him. Yeah, uh... I feel like he's, he's probably a hacker. I, I feel like... I don't feel like he would be doing, like... Anything... Why? Because he's a League of Legends challenger? No, because like, <laughs> well, I mean, he's he too sweaty to commit a real crime. He's too sweaty to commit a real crime. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's out here robbing people at knife point because they don't even have guns in China. I don't think you're over there doing nothing crazy like that. I think he's probably just doing like you know monetary crime or something like that. Yeah, but um, wiring funds. Yeah, the 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 fact that. You're a wanted criminal and you just walking out in public like that showing face. I don't know, bruh. You kind of deserve to get caught. Like you That's just, what I'm thinking yeah, too. You're just like, stupid. You weren't even trying at that point. Bruh. 
Why your stupid ass going to internet cafe, bro? You better keep doing whatever you was doing and making that money outside of that. Bro, China don't play. China, and, and that's the crazy thing. China is not a place to to be doing stuff like that, bro. Like, you live in China and you're doing crime, you better stay super low-key because if they catch you, it, it, might, it might go past. It might go past going to jail. Just keep it at that. It might go past that, but I'm deceased. <laughs> the fact, hey man, he he really wants to play league though. I don't know. Listen, I don't know why the man couldn't just play league at home. Exactly. It's beyond my comprehension. But some things you're just not meant to get. Bro, you could run that game on a toaster though. Like, let's be honest. I why? Know. Like, what did you need to go to an internet cafe for? Like, I don't understand. I know that game runs on anything. You don't have but a I laptop mean, at home. What can I say? I could never understand the the amazing and mega brain that is a Chinese Challenger League player, you know? So, it is what it is. Tax it to the game. Mm. All I know is that if I was a wanted criminal, I would be staying my ass at home True. and not going to public places like internet cafes to play games. True. I, I, I gotta wonder, bro. Like, how does he have the time to reach Challenger? Because apparently Challenger is, like, the highest level you can reach i just learned this a challenger is like the highest comp level you can reach in league of legends so how did you you gotta be committed fam oh my god gotta be committed nah he he definitely he definitely doing some some money fraud or some shit because there's no way he has a normal nine to five job and he has the time to sit at home and play oh probably not no yeah you gotta be wiring funds but uh, that's none of my business. <laughs> yeah, that's not a here, here nor there for me. I, I wonder, I wonder, like, I wonder how serious, because you said that League of Legends, I'm not too big in the League of Legends scene. I wonder how big exactly League of Legends is in China. Like, I, like I, there's probably studies or something, but like, what? I, how, how, I mean, I feel like that's a redundant... Okay, hold on. I'm about to put you on blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so, would you agree that League of Legends is one of the biggest games in North America? In North America? Um... Oh, you you about to do this to me. We about to open Twitch? Probably. I'm t- bro, I, I'm telling you. Okay, my my most most of my League of Legends knowledge comes from the 20 minutes that I downloaded. Buddy, I'm talking about game. the fact that it's one of the top five games most streamed and watched on Twitch consistently. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I said. Yeah, I said probably. You said yeah. maybe. Bro, you said maybe. Uh, bro, I said I don't be watching League of Legends like that, so I don't know. You don't it's... need to watch League of Legends to know that it's had se- it has 71.4k viewers right now on Twitch, and it's like, what, 12 years old, 15 years old? Bro, I don't be watching the stacks like that. I'm not a Damn, pocket you're gonna, watcher. You're gonna I'm not a pocket watcher. I'm not gonna make you watch it. It's not a pocket watcher. What are you talking about? Twitch. I joke it. I joke it. I joke it. I joke it. I, 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 I'm tilted. tilted. I'm so tilted. I'm sideways. Okay. I'm sorry. Look at League this of Legends. League of Legends is a big game. I know that. I know League of Legends is a big, but I don't Anyways. know. I don't know the scale of how big it is in China. Anyways, China is one of the strongest regions, and so yeah, it's very popular in China. Hmm. Oh. I mean, the picture I'm looking at right now, I, I see like, what, they gotta be like 50, 60 PCs lined up, and they probably all play in League of Legends. I'm not gonna hold you, so. They are almost definitely yeah. all playing League of Legends. You, you know what's Which is kind of funny. What? Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, um, I, I haven't really like seen, 
inter- too many internet cafes, at least in the area that I live in. It's not really a, it's not really a very common thing in North America, mm-hmm. but I mean like, uh, like the culture, the culture is different. Like some people like genuinely, consistently rent out internet cafes and like sleep in them and stuff. Wait, you could sleep in them? You're not supposed to, but some people just keep renting it out and then they like spend a couple nights there and stuff. It's better than sleeping on the sleeping on the side of the road, right? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I know that's that's big um, Asian culture though. Like South Korea, they're big on internet cafes. Japan, China, that's like a big. That's like an Asian culture thing. So, um, interesting. I'd I'd like to go to one though. I'd like to see what it's about. I've never been to no internet cafe. No, I've never been to one either, and I don't think that it's something that's very popular over here, which is why. Mm-hmm. But um. Uh, I don't know, man. I'd rather just use my computer from the comfort of my own home. I mean, I guess it's cool for, like, LAN parties and stuff. Yeah. that That's definitely gotta be a LAN party thing. But... But other than that, I'm not particularly interested in it myself. Mm. Amen. Just like that guy on Jerry Springer said, I'll try anything once, so... God damn! God. <laughs> hey, bro, if you know Do what, I, if you know what episode I'm talking about, you're actually, hey man, you're a <laughs> you know, you know. But uh, yeah, man. Anything else to say about the dumb League of Legends player? Uh, what I will say is that like League of Legends itself as a scene is definitely starting to die down. Like the game's not as popular as it used to be, and like even I used to play it and I don't play it anymore. Just can't, don't have the time and can't be bothered to keep up with the meta and stuff. Mm. But um, I think that uh, situations like this just go to show um, not only how how much bigger gaming is becoming as like uh a like a, a medium, mm-hmm. but also like. It just goes to show that, like, you never know where you could get caught lacking. So you better stay ten toes down at all times. True, you never know who's watching. Never know who's watching, bro. Gotta keep this your... guy quite literally got caught lacking. <laughs> Gotta keep your eye open. But uh, moving on, what what games have you been playing, Enigma? You know, that's a great question. Um. I hyped up the Tales of Arise demo. Uh, I mentioned that I played it on stream earlier, mm. and uh, that was very fun. I'm very excited to get my hands on the full game, um, but I haven't been picking up new games recently. I'm still kind of grinding in Final Fantasy VII Remake and finishing up the last chapter. I'm almost done. I'm doing like one, mm, yeah, one more side mission, and mm. then I'm ready to finish the game up. Um, and I'm working on my. Uh, challenge run i guess you could say of uh ratchet and clank rift apart but it's not really uh mm, what should i say i'm grinding in that as well <laughs> i'm farming money so i can get all the uh, omega weapons so i can level them up while i do like while i finish the challenge run because okay. they all cost a lot w strats w strats okay i feel you i feel you um on my end i really just been like digging into older games um, on stream at twitch.tv forward slash it's ramez I just been playing a lot of LA Noir. People have been liking that. They've been thinking that's cool. 
How are you liking that? I like the game, honestly. I I already said I feel like they should make a sequel, but make it like New York in like the eighties or the nineties. Because if you know about New York in the eighties and nineties, it was crazy. So that would definitely be a great uh, setting for a detective game if they made a sequel, which they probably won't because it's Rockstar. So they're gonna milk GTA Five for probably another like two three years. But regardless yeah i've been digging into like older games and stuff like that so that's all i really been playing yeah it's been kind of dry for uh new games especially like i feel like things come out here and there but i'm just not interested in them enough mm-hmm. yeah as i said when we were talking about skyrim it's it's a weird time that it's a weird time f- to be a gamer for sure like it's it's really weird but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, anything else? Um, let me take a look. Mm, I don't. Mm, I don't think so. No, I don't think I'm playing anything else. Uh, in terms of like hobbies and games, I'm back into like the Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game. I don't remember if I mentioned this on a previous episode or not. Ooh, talk about it. Uh, talk about it. Uh, I don't I don't know what to talk about. I'm spending an obscene amount of money on cardboard to open packs and hopefully pull things that are worth something. And every now and again, I've been pulling things. Listen, if anybody who's listening actually plays Yu-Gi-Oh! I pulled four infinite impermanence in a row. This is a 40 to $50 card right now. Are you serious? Why? Yes. Yo, you better sell like three of those. <laughs> Fam, I just keep getting them and I'm like, for what? You got you got to sell like three three of them, sell like three of them and keep one. I don't know. I don't want to go through the effort of like having to put it on the market and sell it, like ship it and blah blah blah. Mm, true. I'm lazy. That's true. I feel. But the yeah, I mean, the the card market is going crazy. The the card market is like man, they've been busting heads, bro. Cause the comic the comic store that I go to that's like maybe five minutes from my house, they also sell cards as well like sports cards Yu-Gi-Oh cards Pokemon cards and people would just we gonna talk about this after the episode but I think I know the store Mm. yeah you might know it you might know it uh yeah but let's move on let's move to something that I, mm, I feel like this album is very divisive in the music category Trippy Red Big 14 from Ohio has dropped another album and this one is very divisive i've heard a lot of people say it's bad i've heard a lot of people say it's good really yeah i i've heard i've heard a lot of people say it's bad because uh well here i'll just get into it have you heard the album yeah i so i listened to the album when it came out mm-hmm. um disclaimer because i know everybody's gonna want us to talk about this and we will address it but the album didn't drop with the drake track the drake trap track dropped the following day mm-hmm. just everybody know that i listened to the original album first like just straight through and uh do you want my opinion first or do you want to go uh you could give your opinion because you already started on it you can go. <sighs> that's crazy yeah, go. i'm gonna say something slightly divisive but this is a cardi album I just think it was better than I think it was just better than Whole Lot of Red. Fam, I texted that to you when the album dropped. I was yeah, like, fam, this is just a better true. party album. <laughs> it's it's it genuinely sounds like all of the beats in the production sound like Cardi beats. Don't get me wrong. It 
like trippy floats on these beats trippy definitely does his own thing and mm-hmm. he's not just trying to rip a cardi style but the inspiration is absolutely undeniable i couldn't i couldn't ignore it if i was wearing rose colored glass <laughs> for real it's that bad um i think so where i'll start is yeah your your critique hold on sorry before you give your opinion i just finished my sentence on it's that bad i don't want everybody to think that i'm saying the album is bad i'm saying that the comparison is very bad i'm Mm -hmm. not saying that the album is bad sorry continue Yeah, yeah so um your critique of it's a cardi album i mean yeah i kind of understand where you're coming from i do understand where you're coming from um i think where that stems from is because trippy red is using it's a type of beat now that's called i believe they're called rager beats it's rager beats or rage beats it's one of the two uh where it's kind of like those high pitch um those high pitch like synths you know like the one on mr rage Mm -hmm. and like the the really really heavy 808s and shit um i don't know who exactly started the trend but that's what they're called they're called rage beats rager beats some people call them 2021 beats um and that's pretty much all that is used on this album it's not like like it's not like how trippy red usually you get a trippy red album and it's a whole bunch of different styles on one album it is literally just rager beats from track what i will say 16 what i will say is that he did that um that like pseudo rock album with uh travis barker before this Mm -hmm. and this kind of like it kind of led up nicely to this Mm. i have to listen to that because i haven't listened i didn't even realize that he put out an album before this uh the last trippy red album that i heard was um love letter you four so i'm not sure but uh yeah we talked about the other albums yeah yeah we talked about it yeah but uh i have to actually like genuinely listen to it um was I, what was I talking about? Uh, yeah, Rager Beats. Everyone says that the, every song on this album sounds the same. Every song sounds the same. And honestly, it, they kind of do, but I don't mind because every song has like its own different like flair to it or its own different like its own like very, very good aspect to it. Like every single song. Like not just one song and like some of them are okay. No, every single song has like its own different i guess approach to the rager beat so i understand when people say they sound the same but honestly i really don't mind it i think it's a good sound i don't know if trippy red continues this into the next album it's way too early to judge but i mean even the the fact that he had so fago on the second song mp5 i feel like that's the best song on the whole album um Ah, talk your truth talk your hey, truth bro that song is crazy the fact that he had Sofago on this album and Sofago is like one of the newer artists pushing the rager beats that kind of just shows like what type of album it really was um as i said mp5 really good song supercell amazing song the juice world song uh matt hardy 999 bruv okay first of all Matt Hardy 999 is the ninth track on the album. That's first. That's that's just you know that's it that's was, amazing. So he messed everything up with Drake. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but that 
putting that song <laughs> as the ninth song, that's just amazing placement. That you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Can't do any better, any better than that. But the crazy thing is, they made that song sound like it. It, it just sounded like organic. Like it didn't sound like. Did you, did you realize that? Like, is it is it just me or like that song sounded like really organic? Like, I felt like if Juice Roll was actually still alive, that song probably would have came out close to being the same way with just a different verse. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I feel like Trippy Red and Juice World had a decent amount of music stacked up because I know even when they did uh, 1400 mm. uh, they I'm pretty sure Juice like openly said in interviews that he enjoyed working with him and stuff. So like Juice World, the type of man to just get on, like just let let the beats keep playing and he just keeps spitting so mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if trippy's like vaulted a lot of like him and him x juice world stuff oh i didn't even think about that yeah this could have been a song that could have been recorded in like 20 like 18 19 i didn't even think about that but um yeah uh was a really good song i did really like that song danny phantom a good song even though they reused pretty much all the verses and hooks from ghostbusters yeah, that was upsetting. Um, Listen, X, <laughs> XXX Tentacion is getting his legacy, like, everything that he's set up and built for himself is getting dragged through the mud so that his family can live comfortably. And you know what? I get it, but at the same time, it hurts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they kind of ruined it. They, they've they've kind of... Um, I don't want to say it's become a joke, but I do want to say that now when you see featuring X on a song it's like people are like rolling their eyes or like you know they're like oh brother here we go again you know what i'm saying but um yeah exactly i mean as i said they the the whole different thing that they added to this was it was on a rager beat like a rager pop beat nothing was wrong with the original ghostbusters honestly that song is really good if you haven't heard it go listen to it it's on soundcloud but um yeah i mean i like the album I really did like the album. I'm still listening to it. I've been listening to it. A whole bunch of music videos have dropped, and uh, they've been getting really good views. So, I mean, it's looking like people are liking it, but some people are really not. So, I mean, hey. Uh, honestly, I didn't like the album so that much, which is funny. So, I think that that's really interesting that, like, you really like the album. I didn't like it that much were kind of the two opposites of the spectrum that you were talking about um i thought that uh trippy red did an excellent job on these as you call them rager beats Mm -hmm. like this this mm, this album definitely like fits it it makes sense it doesn't feel shoehorned in or anything like that yeah uh and i do like the feature from sofago but um i feel like you're giving a little bit too much uh credit to like featuring in and of itself because like nowadays featuring doesn't really mean everything everybody just kind of pays to get other people on their songs and like sofago's signed to cactus jack so like he's gonna get on big artists stuff yeah that's true that's true it's it's less like i'm glad for him and he sounds good on the track i'm just not like oh my god sofago's on a trippy red album that doesn't surprise me he signed to cactus jack (laughs) hey man I, I, that's the thing. That's if a, you're signed to a label, your label should be getting you opportunities like that. That's why you signed to a label. 
Yeah, it, uh, that's a thing nowadays where like things are not really as organic as they used to be. Where it's like, bro, like I like your music, I like how you sound, come hop on my track. Like now it's like, okay, well, the label just cut me a huge ass check. Um, we're gonna get you on the song, bro. Like, yeah, you know, it's uh, so it's interesting, but I mean. I'm not mad how it turned out, bro. Like, it really, it like, it it could have been a label play, but I'm not gonna lie to you, it did sound very organic. Like, it didn't sound forced at all. I'm so. not saying that the 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 verses could be organic. That doesn't mean that the label didn't set it up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I not a label you. play. It's not necessarily a label play. What it is is the label gives you an advance to work on your album. You spend some of that money on features. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, on this case, it would be the other way around because Sofago is the one getting on the song. So it would be Sofago's team, the Cactus Jack team, mm-hmm. reaching out to Trippy Red and being like, yo, we have this artist, his, his name's Sofago, blah, blah, blah. He has this, this, and this going for him. Uh, you want to get him on a track? Mm. That's exactly how it would go. That doesn't mean that the verse is shoehorned in or that it's not organic, but the labels are the ones that are setting all these things up. Yeah. Well, these mans, these mans really don't be linking up, dapping each other up, and doing work. Trippy Red did a feature for KSI, and then before the Logan Paul boxing match popped up with Logan Paul on video saying KSI is gonna end up dead, blah blah blah. Because <laughs> I guess they had like a little spat over some silly shit, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm dead. Amen. You just mean nothing in the game right now, yeah, bro. That's that's just how music is now. I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised, but. Hey, the the features is fire, bro. As you said, you know, it may not be how it used to be in terms of people featuring and it just being, you know, sometimes spur of the moment. And sometimes it's like, yeah, I've been wanting to work with this person for so long. But yeah, I feel I feel like maybe I don't know. It's 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 interesting, but in terms of this album with these specific features i feel like it worked out okay so yeah but i like the album you said you didn't like you didn't really like it i just thought it was okay yeah um i like uh let's mm, i like a couple of the songs on here i have to give it a couple more listens but when i feel like miss the rage is like arguably the like title track i don't want to call it a title track but like the the poster the song single? you know what i mean the lead single yes yeah. exactly that's what you call it uh, you know that's how you know i got too much k-pop nonsense on the brain <laughs> when i call it title track anyways the lead single being miss the rage and it being so like the lead single usually crafts my like my thought process around like the album what mm-hmm. it's built around and like it's very accurate here mm. and i don't know if that's that like that vibe was never for me i was never a fan of like when I say this is like an imitation of what Cardi does, I didn't like what Cardi was doing. Mm. So I don't like this either, per se. Mm. But, the, but some of the tracks are good. That's an interesting take, man. That's an interesting take. I, I what I will say... I can't be mad at it. No, I was just saying I can't be mad at it. What I will say is that uh, Drake definitely directly dissed on uh, Betrayal, and that b- kind of had my eyes popping out of the back of my head like, damn... Drake's naming? Taking direct shots? Yeah, he got on Kanye's head. What was the exact lyric? I believe it was 
Yo, we pulling bars? It, it was genius. Bit. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm on genius right now. I believe. Let's search this up. Betrayal. I swear I've been betrayed one too many times, too many to count. All the nights I prayed, solid how I stayed, no matter how they played. Okay, that this was all fire. This was all fire. Mm -hmm. And then uh that's the yay bar. He say, uh what did what did he say? Something about ye you, oh, you, you can't set it out for me or something. That I barely know. 45, 44, uh, let it go. Yay, yay ain't changing shit for me. It's set in stone. Mm -hmm. That's a, a man. I like that. I like that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like. Come for his head top. Come for it, Jersey. I like, I like when they just be handling it, bro. Like, stop all this, all this talking and like cold like bruh like we not the military bruh you don't have to talk in like triple entendres and shit and use code names and shit like bro say what you have to say if you don't like that nigga just say you don't like him bro like I like that I like that I like I feel like um music as as you were saying like you kind of touched on it when we were talking about the the features on the album music nowadays just kind of has like this like artificial air to it bro like you know like people people will have beef with each other and shit but they just be like smiling with each other and still do features with each other it's weird but i like this you know i like that pull up pull up on them you know that's what i'm saying pull up on them yeah, exactly. tell them what it is tell yeah. them how you really feel yeah i have no problem with this that and the song is good too the song is really good did you see the little um uh oh use apple music right yeah i don't know if apple music does this um spotify has these little um like uh what do you what would i call them like little animations that play like a and gift? sometimes it's like mm, yeah it's kind of like a gif sometimes it's from the uh from the actual like music video if a song has a music video it'll be like a couple scenes looping oh, that's um fire. and if it's if the song doesn't have a music video you can like upload a a short like little clip that'll loop through mm -hmm. and uh for the drake and trippy red song it's two little like cartoon characters of them and like it's like scott pilgrim and the, the, the like versus sign comes up and stuff it's cool oh it's really yeah cool. i think it was in the visualizer i think i saw what you're talking about yes i think they clipped it from the visualizer and they use that as like the little image so when you're listening to the song on spotify you can like look at that yeah it's kind of cool i i don't know i like i like um another another thing that i really like about um just the way that music's going in general like the art direction for a lot of this shit is like it's starting to get up there like you, you very rarely see people now just like well big artists at least just like stand in the camera and you know dance around a little bit and show like some money or some shit like there's actual art direction now like i don't know if you saw the mp5 video that that video is that's a really good video it's kind of like it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic zombie um setting and it's like trippy and sofago and they're like and like these vinyl pvc no, jackets. i'm gonna watch it after Bro, this i'm telling you like the art direction is like an actual thing nowadays and it's actually it's nice to see yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Buddy. Especially in the era, especially in the era that we grew up in, bro. I know you remember what music videos used to be back, like in like mid two thousands, bro. Like, 
you know Buddy, some of them are cheeks, iconic but cheeks was all that mattered bro exactly were all that mattered. yeah you know so it's nice to see but um yeah I like the album. I like the visuals that have been coming out with it. I like the Drake feature. Uh, I, I, honestly, I just like this album. You could you could probably tell I really do like this album, and I'll still be listening to it. I'm listening to it. I listened to it today on the way to work. So yeah, I mean, I like it. I like it. I relate to that. I gotta give it a few more listens, um, because I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it, but uh. I'm okay with it for now. It's mm. worth listening to again, if that makes sense. That's true. Um, moving on though, how have you list, been listening to anything else in particular? Uh, let me actually uh, take a look at my my music list here. Um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and uh, uh, well, several weeks ago when it came out, but that you know that uh. Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow song, uh, yeah, Industry, Industry Baby. Baby, yeah, and I was like, uh, yeah, like this, like this beat goes hard, but like I can't, I can't mess with this. Mm-hmm. This man got me again. It was like Montero all over again. That song is not, it's not like no, it's so catchy, bro. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't like, you know what it is? It's the chorus, um, uh, for Industry Baby. It's always stuck in my head. I'm walking and I just hear, I told you long ago. That is, is, is catchy. Stuck that part head. is catchy, bruh. And then I'm like, okay, I have to listen to the song. Because that beat, <laughs> that, that Kanye production and Day Trip. Mm. Day Trip, they're crazy. I, I'm pretty sure it's a duo. I was doing a little bit of research on it. Day Trip, yo, they've made some of my favorite tracks. Day Trip made, they, they made uh, Mobamba. They made, they made some really like iconic Juice World songs. Bangers! As soon as you hear um, "Day Trip" took it to ten, you know you're yep. you know you're taking it to ten. Anyways, um, so I've been listening to that, mm. and uh, mm, I'm excited for. Uh, oh yeah! So we're recording this a little bit ahead of time, but uh, this Friday, uh, the 27th, uh, Tekka Tekka's actually dropping. We love you, Tekka too. It got delayed. What? Uh, it's dropping this Friday. Weeks. Yeah, it's dropping this Friday. He just uh, posted the track list on uh, Instagram. Mm. Uh, we got a Nav feature. Nav and Tekka always has me gassed up because mm-hmm. those are two of my favorite artists. Uh, anybody who has a problem with that, I'm not hearing it, so don't talk to me. <laughs> um, so I'm excited. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be listening to that Tekka album. We're going to have to talk about that the next podcast. Oh, we're 100% going to be talking about that, brother. Yeah. Um, anything else? That's, um, uh, Jack Harlow dropped a song with Pooh Shiesty as well called SUVs, like Black on Black. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of good. I liked it at first. Jack Harlow has some good delivery on it, but I mean, I, like I've been saying before, Pooh Shiesty, I'm kind of getting tired of his delivery. Um, and he's always kind of doing the same thing for me, at least. <laughs> just on the brr. <laughs> that shit. Yeah. He's just doing that and shit. And also, I didn't know that Pooh Shiesty is currently in jail. Yeah. He's been locked up for a while. I, I, okay. Sorry. I shouldn't say I didn't know. I was actually informed of the situation when it happened, mm. but I forgot about the story because I watched a video on it. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot about it. And then was recently reminded. And I was like, oh yeah, Pooh Shiesty's in jail. Yeah. 
Uh, that's a interesting situation. He's literally in jail as he's blow as like he's blowing up. Yeah, like um, this is this is the worst time for him for his career to be locked away. Oh, you need to be in front of everybody. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Uh, young boy is still locked up, but like people don't even act like he's locked up. Like they still play his music religiously. Yo, young boy fans don't believe that laws are real. <laughs> what do you mean? Life is just GTA Five to them. You know what I'm saying? Just, just GTA Five. But uh, yeah, uh, shout out to Young Boy. Um, stuff that I've been listening to. Yadi put out a new EP. I didn't really want to talk to it because I haven't like oh, talked about it. Did. Yeah, I I haven't listened to it like a lot a lot. I've given it like one quick listen through. But um I mean songs that I like on it. I like the song with Tekka, Virgo World. Um the Sofago song was actually I actually didn't really like like that song too too much. But three No, I didn't either. I I'm surprised that you liked Virgo World. I thought it was meh. Yeah, I, I, song was I actually kinda liked the song. No, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. And uh, three six talk phase on Lexi sub. That's probably my favorite song on this whole thing. I forget what song it samples, but it's like an icon. I feel like it's a neo song. The, mm, mm, I gotta mm, listen to it again. Mm, I gotta listen to it again because I didn't even listen to the tape like that, so I couldn't tell you what the sample was. Yeah, and um, what's his name? Cash Cobain. Cash Co- bro. Cash Cobain is doing some amazing things if you don't know who cash cobain is he he produced uh cortex uh by lil yachty that song is amazing so yeah cash cobain produced that one um i like the album i like i like not the album i like the ep from what i've heard it's cool but i have to like give it more listens that's why i didn't really like want to talk about it too in depth yeah i didn't really uh we can talk about it like a little bit. I didn't really vibe with the Tekka song, like Virgo World. I mm-hmm. didn't really like it that much. It felt like um it felt like more of uh like old it, it felt like a song that was first of all probably supposed to go on the actual Virgo World album, mm-hmm. which was Tekka's last album, or it was supposed to be on his new album and then got cut off the list and then got put onto this instead. Uh irrelevant. Um but it doesn't feel like uh it doesn't feel like the new... I shouldn't say new, but the uh, the direction that Tekka's going in when he dropped this uh, this song with Gunna. Mm. Repeat it. Yeah. Because sure, he's still rapping the same bars, but the, del- the delivery is uh, significantly different. Yeah, I feel you. The it delivery could've... is so much more energetic. It could have it could have been like a, a little bit of an older verse or something. But I mean, I didn't like. I didn't really mind it. T- I'm not saying like it was like you know one of my favorite songs on the ep but i mean it wasn't bad like i thought it was okay we just back and forth yeah. i just we just have different different takes yeah um but yeah uh pulling it up now as i said yeah i didn't really like the sofago feature i don't know it was weird like it just didn't it didn't feel like the sofago that we've been getting but I mean, everyone has a so-so feature or a so-so verse. So, you know, I'm not putting too much stock into it. 3-6 Talk, as I said, that's a really good song. Lord of the Beans, that song's okay. Phazon, that song is hard. And yeah, Lexi Sub, I love that song. I, I low-key want to play it right now, but like, I don't want that DMCA. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would play it through yeah, the we, speaker, bro. Yeah, we ain't about to, we ain't about to <laughs> take that DMCA out. Yeah, I'm good, love. Enjoy. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like it. I like the uh, the EP. It's decent, 
you know nothing it, it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't Lobo 3 but um you know it's good it's good uh, it, it is decent but that's all I've really been listening to in terms of new stuff um anything else to say but in the music category mm. Let me just do a double check. Mm, yeah, yes. Hot take. All right. Hot take? So, yes. Okay. About to, to go me. off. Talk to me. Especially because I mentioned that I cared about K-pop earlier. We about to go off, baby. Talk to so, me. So, I'm tired of uh, this gratuitous, pandering nonsense. Mm-hmm. K-pop does it a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't need every quote-unquote big American artist on my K-pop songs. I don't need it. Megan the Stallion just announced that she's getting on a remix of Butter with BTS. I don't need this. <laughs> Get her off the song. The last time we had a female US Okay, that's not true because we had Sia. Okay, hold on. Was the Sia last good? two Was times hold on, I'm gonna explain. Yeah, go ahead. The go last ahead. two times that we had a female artist on a BTS song were Sia on um the remix of On and uh Nicki Minaj on Idol. Mm-hmm. Sia on On didn't do anything. She was backup vocals to like them actually singing the thing. Like mm-hmm. they didn't need Sia. They had her. They had one part written for her that was like really high pitched. And then one of the members, uh, Jungkook, the one that I told you on Twitter not to use his name, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he belted out the high notes, and they were like, "Oh, I mean, I guess that this is fire, so we'll just go with this." Um, so Sia was good, but like unneeded. Mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj on Idol, nobody liked it. Nobody wanted it. Nobody asked for it. Mm-hmm. And now you're giving us the girl who wants to like step into Nicki Minaj, like walk the path that Nicki Minaj treaded for her, Megan The Stallion on another BTS song. I don't need this. I didn't ask for this. No one did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know the thing though. That's usually the thing with like foreign music um, scenes. They kind of like try to like gain the respect of like the north american music scene so like you know this it's kind of like the same thing not really gain the respect but like reach out into the north american music scene because once you reach out to the north american music scene like you know that's that can really be a big thing for you you know we saw it with um you know i don't even know what you would call that music i don't want to say spanish music i want to say like latin music um, you know, with like the J Balvins and the Bad Bunnies and you know, people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen it before, so I'm not surprised that it's happening. It's just weird. Like Meg the Stallion and BTS, that's not a good fit, you know. I don't need her on this. Exactly, track. yeah. That, that... I, I don't need this and no one asked for this. It's very off putting. And you know what the even crazier thing is? Um this was like a one of those pages that's like the shade room i don't remember exactly what page it was i don't want to say that it was them specifically mm-hmm. but uh it was the same type of layout someone posted that apparently megan the stallion was filing a suit against her label for not clearing a bts song <laughs> and it was just promo it was just promo for this to get announced because it like that post was made earlier today and then it was announced tonight oh um gosh. but uh I, I looked at that and I was like, I was arguing, well, not arguing. I was going off to my friend telling them like, we don't need this. We don't care about this, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then I ended up saying, now that I think about it, I know that this is just promo because 
You think that Megan the Stallion's gonna try to sue her label when she signed to Rock Nation? You're coming for Jay and Beyonce? You're yeah, cracked. You're not fighting. Yeah, you're not fighting nah. that. You're definitely nah. not fighting that. And that's when I was like, oh, this is definitely. <laughs> yeah, this that bullshit again. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know why K-pop is trying to. Well, no. As I said before, every foreign music scene does it, but I feel like K-pop really doesn't need it. You know? Like, I feel like they really don't need it. Like, I feel like K-pop is fairly big in terms of a foreign music scene in North America. Like, I would say K-pop is the biggest foreign music scene in North America. It it can't be Latin music. I don't... I feel like it's not Latin music. Like, Latin music is probably up there, but, like, I feel like it's K-pop. I really do. So, I don't know. But, make the stallion in BTS. In terms of, like, the foreign music scene, I have no idea what, like, the most popular music outside of the u.s would be like received in the u.s but i mean i can see the argument for k-pop because as soon as like bts really started heavily promoting in the states and stuff they started banging out number ones yeah that's what i'm saying like i feel like it really is like k-pop's like i think i think it's also useful and significant because uh the billboard charts are only particularly relevant to like america Mm mm-hmm how, how well your song performs in other countries, like how well BTS performs in Korea, doesn't really have any impact. But getting songs to perform really well on the Billboard charts and then, you know, being able to tour and go on, like, they go on, like, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, all that stuff. Like, all of that is promo. All of that is, like, adding value to their brand. Yeah. And getting them in front of more people, more and more people. That's true. Hey, man. Shout out, shout out to... Uh... What do they call the BTS uh, fans? The army. The yeah. Army, shout bro. out to the army. Shout out to the Twice fans. Shout out to. Uh, that's all the K-pop I know. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's it. Uh, <laughs> just Twice. Twice in BTS. That's it. Yeah. Hey man. Shout out to. I'm them. not gonna lie. Twice is. I don't like listening to girl groups, and Twice is a pretty good girl group to know. So it's funny that that's the only one you know. Mm, yeah. The. Hey man. Funny. Hey. A lot of people don't know this. I don't know if I should blow her spot up like this, but um, Champagne Mommy, she used to be a really big K-pop fan. So damn, that's crazy. Are you kinda, telling me that she was a stan account? Yeah, let me not even put all that out there, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I can't yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna say nothing more. But yeah, she was really big into that whole scene, so she tells me about it every once in a while. So I'm deceased. Yeah. Um. It's okay. Tell her tell her that if you don't ever want to talk about it, that I'm always down to have a conversation. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um moving on to something uh, how do I even approach this story, bruh? Cause this had me heated for a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you, this had me heated. So, Spider-Man, no way home. Pretty much what happened. The trailer dropped today. The official teaser trailer did drop today. Um, I'm not... Well, I feel like we should kind of talk about it, but we shouldn't because maybe some people haven't seen it. Well, I mean, by the time this came out, actually, everyone's probably seen it. Yeah. Uh, But, okay, let's talk about it. So, um, we pretty much got to see Peter Parker 
this is after what is it is it far from home this is after far from home he has been exposed as spider-man peter everyone knows that peter parker is spider-man and peter parker is pretty much trying to navigate the craziness that comes with everyone knowing that you're a superhero so he then goes to doctor strange to try and pretty much erase everything that's happened in far from home yeah and doctor strange pretty much casts a spell trying to revert back to the time before the far from home movie and peter pretty much messes the spell up so that pretty much gives way for the multiverse to be introduced and we get to see well green goblin is pretty much hinted we know like if you know about green goblin you know because we got to see this the semtex roll in and then we heard the green goblin laugh and then we saw doc ock so apparently there was also like i was reading this on twitter but apparently there was also sand and some electricity so mm, yeah i i've i've heard that maybe sandman will be in the movie and electro but i don't know how true that is um but yeah that's that was the teaser they gave away a lot in the teaser i'm not gonna lie to you that wasn't even really a teaser that's like i feel like you would see that in like a final trailer like the amount that they gave away but that's neither here nor there um no i can agree with that yeah they definitely showed a little bit too much they uh it's gonna be in a different order i'm sure mm-hmm. like the ex- the actual execution for the film yeah but uh yeah they definitely gave away a little bit too much off that yeah um but i feel like you know that's not really the big story from this whole teaser trailer crazy as enough as it is to say that the the introduction of the multiverse in the mcu is not the big story the big story is that this trailer was actually leaked like i would say maybe 12 15 hours before sony actually released it so pretty much what happened i saw the leaked trailer i don't i did not yeah enigma said he has not seen it but the leaked trailer pretty much what happened what i saw was someone was recording their phone which looks like had a recording of a vfx almost uh uh, like a vfx playing of the trailer like in an editing software like almost in like sony vegas or um what is it adobe like final cut pro final cut pro Mm -hmm. like it looked like someone was playing the trailer through a video editing software and you could see like the cg moments you could see that they weren't like fully textured and stuff so it was a leak like it was a clear as day leak it was the same trailer just unfinished unfully rendered and i don't know i just felt really salty about it like the fact that i saw it the only reason that i continued to watch it was because like it's out that's the trailer so there's no point in me like holding back to see it it's out there and like everyone's tweeting about it it's on everyone's 
you know yeah no you couldn't point. escape it if you tried i yeah. literally tried to ignore it all day at work and stuff and i literally saw it on everybody's stories it's, i was like i have to watch this exactly yeah so like i pretty much just watched it and i don't know i was just kind of salty about it i was a little salty about it uh Nigma, how do you how do you feel about people like pretty much just like le- and here's another i'll ask you about this i'm gonna i'm gonna let you answer this as well how do you feel about people leaking trailers and like very important stuff like this and i have heard i haven't seen but i have heard people are leaking the whole plot of the movie okay those are two very different things yeah if you're gonna leak a trailer um i don't like i don't like watching leaked trailers i don't like listening to leaks i don't like listening to uh unreleased songs most of the time sometimes i like to get a snippet Mm -hmm. but i don't typically go out of my way to look for like leaks or unreleased tracks um i say all that to say i'm the type of person who likes to be pleasantly surprised when i get something Mm -hmm. i don't even particularly like watching trailers for movies that i know that i'm interested in i know i like spider-man so i know i'm gonna see this so i don't need to see the trailer but i was forced to watch it because other people were gonna spoil it for me Mm. um so in that regard that's what i hate about leaks that it spoils the entertainment for other people but when it comes to spoiling the plot of the actual film in in its fullest Mm -hmm. that that doesn't really make any sense to me why are you going to go out of your way to ruin the movie like the viewing experience for others and tell people exactly what's going to happen sure you can make the argument that um if they don't want to know what's going to happen they shouldn't read it beforehand but like what's the point if you really have this insider information keep it to yourself like Mm. for what reason yeah i don't i don't understand okay i understand leaking the teaser trailer because you know maybe that's gonna get you a lot of views and that's gonna you know that's gonna drive traffic to your whatever uh media you're putting that out through whatever medium you know it's gonna drive traffic and it's gonna get people talking okay that's cool but leaking the whole plot and and it wasn't it in last of us 2 i swear they leaked literally the whole story of the game you know like they leaked all the cut scenes and like i i don't like that brother internet just likes to just ruin fun for everyone yeah, i don't, like let people enjoy this yeah people, like i just their moment I don't know, man. I don't. I don't like that shit. Like that's it's a, and that's just like an internet culture thing. Like people will like, they'll like, they'll have like insider information or at like in some cases because as I said, the the leaked trailer it looked like it was being played through a video editor. So that had to literally be someone that was like very integral to actually making the film had to be how the hell are they gonna get footage that looks like that yeah that's that's not like that's a good one i know what you mean that's not like that's not like some random person like that's an insider that is literally someone working on the movie that's that's leaking it yeah you're you're trade secrets at this point exactly so it's like i I don't know it's it's a it's really weird i just don't understand it you know i hate it though i really do hate it i'm not a fan of it yeah, I think I'm of the same opinion as you. I don't really, I don't really like leaks. Mm. I'd rather just keep it to myself. But I think that, yeah, here's what I will say. It being something small, like a leaked trailer, I can, eh, I guess, we, like we were just saying earlier, it's hard to avoid because everybody's posting it. But 
I can understand people being like, oh, just avoid it. Just skip it if you don't want to see it when it comes to a trailer. But the plot of the film, you're doing people dirty. You're doing a disservice. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I remember when Endgame and Infinity War came out and everyone was spoiling it and everyone was saying who was dying and who was staying alive. Like, it's... It sucks, yeah, man. that had me messed up, especially because, like, Infinity War and Endgame, like, were very clearly the, like, some of the biggest moments in modern history when it comes to, like, film and media, and it's like, yo, you should know not to talk about this one. Like, that's what I'm saying, like, the the, the whole, the lore and the whole build-up for that movie, for those two movies, has literally been, like, what, like, 10, 15 years? It started all the way back from, like, The Incredible Hulk all the way up. No, Iron Man 1. No, no, it started even before that. It started from no, The Incredible Hulk. Those aren't, those, aren't, those aren't MCU movies. But they, they still count, like, there's still people in the... No, those aren't MCU movies. The first movie in the MCU franchise is Iron Man 1. It's Iron Man 1. But the, the Incredible Hulk movie is still linked, though, because the... What's his name? General... Is it General Ross or something? General Thunderbolt Ross is just an Incredible Hulk character. Mm. Like, he will cross over in Marvel. Mm. But those Incredible Hulk movies, those original ones, are not MCU movies. Mm. They're not related to the, like, actual MCU that oh, we know yeah, of, the Infinity okay, yeah. Saga and all of that. It's not related to any of that. Mm. Yeah, but... The first the first movie, like, the first related Avengers film was Iron Man 1. Mm. Yeah. But, like, regardless, you know, it's... I don't know. Just to have all that spoiled because someone just want to see you suffer, man. Shit crazy. Some people just want to see the world burn. True. True, true, true. But, um... Speaking of something that is going to burn, getting burnt to the ground currently. Oh, also, <laughs> let me uh, let me correct myself on oh, something. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yep. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about The Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah, the, the so one. So, Iron Man 1 released May 2nd, 2008. The Incredible Hulk released June 13th. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Iron Man 1, like I said, is the first MCU film. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Even chronologically. Yeah, so I'm I'm wrong earlier for saying that the... the I thought you were talking about the, the Hulk films that come before this, mm-hmm. but I know what you're talking about now. You're talking about the 08 one. I just looked it up to be sure because yeah. I didn't want to tell you the wrong information and I wanted to acknowledge what I said that was also incorrect. Um, so you're specifically talking about the Hulk film that came out a month after Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I it's like all that build up, bro. Like just crazy, and people just want to go ahead and ruin it. Exactly, Makes sense. and ruin it. Yeah. But as I was saying, some, build up and ruining things. <laughs> something getting ruined and burnt down to the ground is these OnlyFans girls' bank accounts, bro. Because OnlyFans has stated. That they will be removing and I guess you would say what? What's the word? Banning? I guess. Oh, the, it's a it's a ban. Yeah, it's a yeah ban. Yeah, banning all adult content starting October first. So this is in an effort to pretty much clean their reputation and gain investors because. There have been reports that they they uh, reportedly got two billion dollars. 
No, no, go no, ahead. They're trying to get a $2 billion valuation. Yeah. But they can't get anyone to invest in the company. But but apparently they had they had in terms of revenue that they brought in from OnlyFans, I believe it was last year, it was around two like around yeah, two, $2 billion. Dollars. Yeah. Two point four billion dollars. But you know something crazy that I actually heard? Someone said, I don't know if this is true, but it actually kind of does make sense when I think about it. Someone said that the reason that they're trying to step away from the adult content is because a lot of the creators that are on OnlyFans, not a lot of them, but like the main ones, like some of the really big ones, they are they post misleading content or they have misleading content where like people that have subscribed will actually charge back so So that's no longer a problem that's a problem from the bella thorne thing we also uh i think talked about this on the podcast but if we didn't then we had a conversation about it that's Mm -hmm. from when bella thorne joined uh joined uh only fans and claimed that she was posting tts and then just posted stuff that was already on her instagram and people charged back only fans already did something to counter that they don't allow chargebacks over um it's not that they don't allow chargebacks, sorry. Now, uh, OnlyFans creators can only, like, cash out after 30 days of payment and a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm. So TLDR, if you get charged back, it comes out of your pocket. Because there's a, there's a processing fee for charging back, like, charging back a transaction. Mm. And so OnlyFans had to pay, like, a bunch of hundreds of thousands of dollars all at once in chargeback fees because Bella Thorne cucked the internet. Sheesh. Wow, that's crazy. Now, the excuses that they're using this time for why they're removing... Uh, adult content which is what literally built the backbone of OnlyFans if they didn't have that they would just be another uh, a a discount Patreon that nobody used Mm -hmm. but uh, they're saying that uh, it's because they want investors and they're also claiming that it's because they uh, they're facing pressure from payment services like uh, Visa and MasterCard and if Visa and MasterCard will not uh, do business with you then you literally can't do business yeah you you cannot accept exactly who you left with yeah um yeah you bring up an interesting point adult content was really the backbone of only fans like no one was going to only fans to subscribe to get your art or get like uh tips or something you know like stuff that is sold on patreon no one was really going to only fans for that they were going for no. explicitly adult content so I really want to see how what I really want to see what their 2022 is going to look like for OnlyFans because first of all I feel like they're going to be most likely touching a lot less revenue because I mean Patreon already had that first mover advantage like Patreon was you know the Patreon to me at least I can't think of any other uh website that had a subscription model like that before patreon they were the one that really have like the main like the big they like yeah they first all the advantage. yeah so uh, only fans is really fighting an uphill battle at this point when it comes to um clean content that runs on that subscription model so yeah i really do want to see what their 2022 is going to look like but i feel like this is a bad move i really do but i mean they're kind of caught in a a rock in a hard place what do you feel about this enigma um yeah so i mean i don't know i'm trying to think of what i didn't already say because i feel like my stance on this is pretty uh was pretty clear when i made the statement that 
the OnlyFans was founded off the backs of sex work. Mm-hmm. That's like literally their entire business. And so I don't think that OnlyFans is going to be a sustainable, like, is going to be sustainable without it. So I feel like they should have just uh, taken their L and continued to operate with all the, like, sexual content, especially because OnlyFans creates a place for sex workers to kind of, like, take back their, um, like, mm, how do I put this, financial independence when Mm -hmm. it comes to their work because the sex work industry and the porn industry are very predatory and they, uh, they, they milk people dry and take all their money. So at mm. least when it came to like OnlyFans and stuff, uh, you were making 100% of the profits for the content that you were making and putting out there. Um, and it was just a lot safer for sex workers to do that as opposed to trying to get into the porn industry and, you know, getting sucked into something that they don't want to do. Mm. It gave a lot of freedom and control to sex workers over their own, uh, over their own agent. Like it gave them agency. And mm. it's like... I think there's a place for this if you accept that this is what it is but OnlyFans has always tried to kind of like market and brand itself as being more than just the sex work thing even the commercials and stuff yeah it's never focused on sex work it's always completely unrelated to sexual aspects which is somewhat disingenuous but uh it makes sense I feel like yeah I feel like they have one of two options now you can either actually physically try to remove the sex work sex content which is what they're doing or uh just like lean into it and embrace it which is what i think would be more financially lucrative for them i think they're gonna lose a lot of money they're gonna fumble the bag heavy yeah i mean i, I really do want to see what next year is going to look for look like for them in terms of revenue because imagine they finally clean up their image they get these investors and this these uh big evaluations and their revenue does not meet the evaluation and the expectations that they have set for them that would be very interesting because you know what happens when you pretty much have declining revenue yearly that business is going out of business that's pretty much what that means so yeah i mean it'll it'll be interesting to see how this goes with one question i've been hearing a lot is where do the girls well not girls because there's guys on there too but where do the uh content creators that are on OnlyFans that make adult work where do they go now to um kind of to do that exact same thing i mean uh, good luck with pornhub live i guess Mm -hmm. yeah um, because I, I think Patreon said they're not really allowing this either, right? I'm yeah, yeah. I, I believe I I I believe. Don't quote me on this, but I believe Patreon has also said that they are not um they're not really into the whole adult scene being a thing on patreon actually i don't know that patreon said anything about this directly so i shouldn't say yeah but uh that sounds about right and yeah. i don't think that patreon's gonna just like lead the charge and take them up i i don't know um what one thing i will say though is if someone can find if someone can create something that was like could like really catch that lightning in a bottle like OnlyFans did and they could get all the 
all the content creators that OnlyFans is like pretty much kicking to the curb now. If they could get that up and running within like the next eight, nine months, I think that person would they would make a lot of money very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. I think that I think that OnlyFans is uh very clearly leaving a very big hole in the market. Mm-hmm. And uh I I understand I understand that you want to be able to grow as a company, um, but I feel like I don't know. If this is me, buddy. I'm getting my bag and pulling the rug. You, you know, you know something. I uh, something interesting. I didn't just. I just like literally just thought about since the payment processors are kind of giving OnlyFans a hard time. What they could have done, they could have actually just used like crypto. They could have used like USDC or USDT or like a stable coin as like the form of payment. I mean, I guess that's also true. Yeah, they could have done that, but I mean, hey, bro, I'm giving out free game at this point. I'm giving out free game. Yeah, so, so you actually <laughs> spend free game now. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna stop. You gonna have to pay me for what I say. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about the whole OnlyFans ordeal. It's just very interesting. I want to see what OnlyFans is gonna do and where this massive flood of creators are going to go now, because I feel like it's going to be. It's going to be either one of two things. It's going to be, well, really, there's only two options. It's either it's spread out all over the place or everyone chooses one specific place to go or like a good amount of people choose one specific place to go. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next year, year and a half with this whole thing. But uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, Anyway, you have anything else to say before we go ahead and wrap up the show? Um, okay, first of all, uh, the OnlyFans thing is crazy, like we just kind of finished talking about. Like, mm-hmm. that's just crazy. I think it, you're shooting yourself in the foot, and I think that, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say this one more time and never say it again, but I think you definitely gave some free game by saying they could have just started accepting crypto. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Yep. Um, I think that we live in a very, a very unique time period where the internet is blooming in such a way where everybody's finding a way to make money no matter what their niche niche is Mm -hmm. and i think in that regard there will be something else that comes along that will give sex workers the opportunity to make uh like a safe living Mm -hmm. and make money in a safe situation or a safe way for them yeah um so i think only fans dying here isn't like if it does die after this i don't think this is the end all be all i've also seen a lot of people uh, saying that um, oh they're just they're just saying you have to comply with the guidelines the guidelines are like more specific it's not all sexual content listen there's nothing to stop them from like taking this further sorry I have a little bit of like burps trapped up here. oh yeah that's cool but, I understand uh, it I feel you <laughs> I feel you on it yeah I there's nothing to stop them from taking this further and just like going crazy with it and just banning like anything sexual you know what I mean yeah like People very slow. I think I I think people forget that these are private companies. They can literally change anything they want to, as long as it's constitutional and it doesn't break any federal guidelines. They can literally change anything they want at any time. So, just remember that. <laughs> yeah. Just but other that. than that, no, I don't have any um extra topics that I want to talk about for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little tired of talking, so yeah. that's everything for me. Thank yeah. you to everybody for stopping by and checking out. Uh, Rama's Radio Episode 9. This is not necessarily the wrap-up, but this is just me saying thank you. Yeah, I mean... 
Thank you. Yeah. As Enigma said, bro, thank you everyone that came through, bro. We really appreciate the support and everything that, you know, people have been saying in terms of just like how the podcast is going. I've been getting suggestions on what we should be doing and different uh, things that we could do. So, you know, I am definitely taking all that into account. Um, But yeah, I mean really good i i love being here every time we record and i'm just looking forward to you know hitting new heights and just you know actually getting this to be something great something amazing but yeah that's all I really onwards and upwards from here like we're about to get uh episode 10 is the next episode after this one true it's true 10 episodes man that's crazy but yeah thank you to everyone that has listened to Rama's radio episode nine um and then we'll go ahead and shout out all your socials uh it's the same as it's been every episode it's uh at sequoia walters on twitter and at undead enigma nine on twitch well it's not at it's just undead enigma nine on twitch uh and pretty much everything else youtube whatever else you want to find me on mm. yeah uh for me everything it's Ramez, I-T-S-R-A-M-E-H-S. A lot of people say, bro, I didn't realize that that was your name spelt backwards. So, I mean... I didn't know that you, like... I didn't know that you were okay with it being, like, very clearly out there. Yeah, I, I didn't... I, I, it was like, if you know, you know. So, yeah, I just didn't say anything. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a problem with it. Um, Yeah, that's, that's what it is, you know. Um... Yeah, I'll, uh, hey man, just, you know, rock with us. Come through to the Twitch, come follow us on Twitter, uh, IG. I have to start picking it up on IG. Don't worry, I'm gonna get on there again. But, um, yeah, man, that's it. Thank you for listening to Ramen's Radio, episode nine. Checking in, checking out podcast people. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.